Okay, let's begin Parsha's Pekude, Tough Shin Pebez, as we finish off Chazak Chazak Venis Chazek, Sefer Shmos, the second of the five books of the Torah. And uh, we have some very special uh, items that Pekude doesn't always get its own uh, enough attention. It's just stuck in there, and even if it's Vayakal Pekude, maybe we spend a lot of time on Vayakal, but this year, Baruch Hashem, we have just Pekude, uh, but it's not just Pekude, it is a Parsha in the Torah, and let us see what we could uh, gain and delve into this Parsha as we uh, come upon, you know, tonight is already uh, the first day of Rosh Chodesh Adar Sheni, and, uh, but tonight we're just going to focus on the Parsha, next week we'll have some thoughts uh, related to Adar and Purim Be'ez Hashem uh, as well. Okay, so we start off with Perak Lamites, Pasik Lamid Base. So we know we have the repeat of the um, construction of the Mishkan and all of the details, and we've spoken in the past about why we need all these details. Uh, but after it's all done, Vatechal Kol Avodas Mishkan It's all done. The whole Avoda was done. Vayasubene Yisrael, and they did Kachalasher Shiva Hashem as Moshe Kain Asu. They did everything um, in the way that Hakadosh Baruch Hu wanted them to do it. So it's pointed out. Um, we're going to build on something that we said a couple of years ago. A couple of years ago, we quoted the Nesiva Shalom, which I gave you again in number two. Uh, so the same idea is quoted, but in a different way, with different questions, with the same answer. This year, I gave you for the Kamosi Shalarav. They quoted Drusha from the Aruch Hashulchan, and. Um, in his uh, drushes in the Kol Ben Levi. The question is, why does it say Vatachal? It's a pretty unusual word. No, usually when you want to say, and the Torah wants to say it was finished, uh, there's a more common word to use, and that's Lahashlim. Right? But it said, Kan Diuk Manyein. But there are Klal, Gemar, Binyan, Nikra, Balashan HaKodesh, Hashlama. Something is finished. Kach Bin Malachim. Lagabi Gemar, Binyan, Beis HaMikdash. Vatishlam Kala Malacha. Vatishlam, excuse me, call him Malacha. Vatishlam Achoma, it says in Nechemia. So why dafke here Vatachal? Unusual word. Right? Vatachal reminds us, there's one other time that this comes up, this type of word, of course, Vayechulu. Vayechulu Hashemayim Haaretz. Number one. Number two, Vidiknuk Nosav says the Aruch HaSholchan, Besov Parsha Seinu, Nomar Vayechal Moshe Esa Malacha. Moshe finished it. Moshe finished the Malacha. But Moshe didn't do it. Moshe told B'nai Yisrael, and they did it. So why does Moshe get all the credit? So says the Aruch HaShulchan, and then we'll relate it back to the Nesiva Shalom that we saw a couple of years ago. So the Aruch HaShulchan says that we find uh, in various midrashim in different contexts that anything that Moshe Rabbeinu created would be forever. Eternity. Torah's Moshe. Torah is eternal. That's why we know the Mishkan was never destroyed. The Mishkan was put away. The Beis HaMikdash was destroyed. And that's why some sources say that if Moshe Rabbeinu had taken us into Eretz Yisrael and built the Beis HaMikdash, that would have been bad for us. Why? Because then the Beis HaMikdash would be eternal, and when we didn't deserve the Beis HaMikdash, instead of getting rid of the Beis HaMikdash, who would HaKadosh Baruch Hu would have had to get rid of? So it was a gift from HaKadosh Baruch Hu that Moshe didn't go in, Moshe didn't build it, so the Beis HaMikdash was, was able to be mashkonable as the security. Hatam HaKach Reb Nechemya Omer, O'el Mo'ech Asa, Moshe Bamidbar, Ha'yikinegen Kol Maise Breshis. Why is it that Moshe Rabbeinu's Maise Yadayim, his accomplishments are eternal? Because they're parallel to the creation of the world. Moshe Rabbeinu's creations are Kinegen Maise Breshis. 
The world was created with three midos. Chachma, Hashem b'chachma, Yasad Aretz, Tvuna, Konein Shemayim b'tvuna, Bedas, Bedaitoto Moznivku, or Begimel Dvar Melun Asa Mishkan, and the Mishkan also, parallel. Lashonos, the creation of the world, the creation of the Mishkan. And not only that, Moshe Rabbeinu gave a bracha at the end of the building of the Mishkan. Yehiratzon Shetishra Shechina B'masi Yadechem. Hashem, Moshe tells B'nai Yisrael, the Shechina should rest. V'lachin muvan madua b'chom alacha. M'v'lachin the Mishkan nomar kasher tziva Hashem as Moshe. Lomar, m'pnei sh'asa p'yashraza Shechina. K'nekad omai sabreshis, lo titachin b'klia. Fine, everything that they did uh, relating to the tzivui that Hashem told Moshe, and they fulfilled, I understand why it says... Uh, it is impossible for any destruction because it was all from HaKadosh Baruch Hu ultimately. Relating to Vayachulu because there's a parallel. There's a parallel between Maiseh Bereshus which is eternal and the creation of Moshe Rabbeinu which is also eternal like Maiseh Bereshus Mamish. But if you remember the Nesiva Shalom went one step further. I gave it to you again in source number two just to remember some of his questions. I didn't remember it. I saw this Nisiva Shalom again. I'm like, wow, that's great. And then I looked at my notes. I'm like, oh, we used it a couple of years ago. But we don't always remember everything that we use. The Mepharshim, again, let's review his questions. On the Chodesh, in the first day of the first month. Why does it say Biyom? Just say, What's the emphasis of Biyom? Chazal tell us, that day, Rosh Chodesh Nisan, took ten crowns. There were ten firsts on that Rosh Chodesh Nisan. The first day the Nesim gave Karbanos. The first day the Kahuna. First day of Avoda. But the first one is Rishon Lamaisa Bracious. And the question is, what do you mean Rishon Lamaisa Bracious? It was Sunday? But Maisa Bracious took place thousands of years before. Why is it that that neat first day of Nisan in the Midbar, when it was the first of so many things, Eino Domen Lashar Teso Ataros. All the other ones, something happened on that day. But nothing happened on this day relating to Maisa Bracious. So why is it that it's with the other Ataros? And the answer, the Siva Shalom says, no, no, no. Something did happen relating to Maisa Bracious. Because Maisa Bracious wasn't completed until there was a Mishkan. Just like we say, the Gemara says in, more, in two places, that Yom Hashishi, remember Rashi quotes it, what's Hashishi? Hey Sivan. Why? Because the world was so, somewhat in limbo until Maimon Arsina, until we accepted the Torah. That even wasn't, that wasn't the final stage. Even after my Bracious, it wasn't completed. And the world was still somewhat in limbo until the ultimate HaKadosh Baruch Hu resting in this world. And that was only when the, the Mishkan was completed. So Vayetachal, Vayechulu, to add that to the Nesiva Shalom's idea. Hashem's goal was not just to create the world, but to reside amongst us. Hashem already resides up in Shemayim. He didn't have to create earth for that. But the purpose was, the purpose of Bria Shemayim Va'aretz, Nisava. We don't know why, we can't describe why Hashem has a desire to be with us, but He does. The original Bria, there was the Tachlis wasn't achieved yet. Only once there was a Mishkan, and the ultimate, the Parshas Pekude, when we reach that goal, right, that's obviously the goal ultimately was Eretz Yisrael, but at least here, Gershbarachu's presence, presence coming down. 
And that's why, Kashatziv Hashem is Moshe, Vechulu, but at the end he says, that's Biyom HaChodesh HaRishon, Bechal HaChodesh. Right? To emphasize the Yom, because there's also going on Yom Rishon B'Shabbos. This was the day, Sunday. It was the day that the world started being created, and it was the day that it was completed. That's the emphasis of Bayom. But that's the message also of Vatachal. There's a parallel between the first parsha in the Torah and the last parsha of the second sefer of the Torah. We're really completing a unit at this uh, in this parsha, right? Sefer Brachus is a unit. Sefer Shmos is a unit. But Brachus and Shmos together are really you know one unit of creation. We'll get to this a little bit later. Creation of the world, creation of family, creation of a religion, creation of a nation. That took two svarim. The next Sefer by Yikra is all about the laws of that nation. By Midbar, the travels of that nation and Dvarim, the pep talk that we have before the leader of the nation, you know, has to, has to pass on. But either way, this is the first idea of the, of the evening. Next, we have a couple of pairs tonight. Lamites Membes. Two thoughts on the following Pusik. Lamites Membes. So, similar Pusik to what we were just talking about. Right? They bring all of the, um, Kalim, and the covers of the Kalim, Pasuk Membeis, Kechol Asher Tziva Hashem as Moshe, according to everything that Hashem commanded Moshe, Kein Asu Bnei Yisrael as Kol HaAvoda. So too, the Jews did all the Avoda. And Vayar Moshe as Kol HaMalacha, Moshe sees the HaMalacha, Vini Asu Oso, Kasher Tziva Hashem Kein Asu, Vayivarech Osam Moshe. And the question that bothers Achronim, uh, and that is the switch of words. The switch of words. Pasuk Membeis, they finished... The Avoda. Next Pasik, Moshe sees the Malacha. So okay, there's no such thing as a synonym in Lashon HaKodesh. A different word has a different nuance, a different connotation. Right? The Malbim made this famous in Navi, Navi Miksuvim. Right? The Malbim never accepted Kafal Ha'inyan Babilam Shonos. It's the same thing, just, you know, it says it differently. No, every phrase, every word, no exact synonym. So if it says malacha and avoda, it means different things. So why does it say that B'nai Yisrael finished the avoda and Moshe saw all the malacha? Two ideas. Two ideas. First one, source number four. From the Chayim Moshe, we quoted from this before, of Moshe Bik, who was a Rosh Hashiva in the New York area, says the, says the Chayim Moshe. That question, Leish Ladayik, First, all the avoda was done. And then Moshe saw the malacha. The yesh levair. Hine. Kishabonim bayis vechadome. When somebody's building a house, there's really two ways to describe what's going on. There's the daily building. That's the, the amelus. We might call it the process. The malacha. That's being done. Etzim ha-malacha hiraksiba. That's not, the, the actual building is not the goal, but that's a necessary means. It has to be done. It's hard work. It's blood, sweat, and tears to create. But all that is not the goal. The goal is, of course, once it's done, and it's, the plans have been completed. Vahavoda hiatachlis. Malacha is the nitty-gritty details of the work. <coughs> the avoda is the goal. What are you doing? What's the malacha? I'm banging a nail into this board. And I am putting this board on this brick. 
And that's all malacha. Describe putting up this door. What's the avoda? Building a house. The goal. The the the, the, the sum of the description. When it's all done, it's finished. The, the nitty gritty building, that's not really the goal, That has to be done in order to be able to have a mishkan and then to be zochet ashrina. So Bnei Yisrael come and they say they finish. Moshe, we finish the avoda. Because they said that's the goal. We finish the mishkan. Focusing on just the finishing and the goal. B'nei Yisrael haviyu al-Moshe az-kol ha-avoda. Ki svurim hayu, they felt, ki ein kol erech u-mashmos be'etzim ha-malacha. There's no value to every stage of the work. She'en ikar ala she'tushlam ha-avoda. The ikar is the finishing. V'lachain lo haviyu l'fnei Moshe ela es ha-avoda. That idea. And what does Moshe say? What does the Torah say Moshe saw? The Malach. Moshe saw the Amelus and the work and the daily grind. That itself is valuable. It's not just about finishing. Not just about looking back. When you build a house, if I build a skeleton of a house and never do anything more, then what I did was pointless. There's no value in what I did. If I started something and didn't finish it, right? If I started to fix something and I didn't finish it, right? Like the famous Chafetz Chaim, you're not going to get schar for the for the work itself. But in Mishkan, every stage was valuable, every bolt, and every every hook. It was all valuable. Moshe didn't just see the avodah; he saw the malacha. Hashem's not only interested in the goal. The Iker Kiyam is the building. The goal Hashem wanted to, to, to have that, but he wanted the Jews to to put their hearts into building it. But if you build it without any feeling, if they would have built it, you know, with it, who built it? Those who were nisaolibo, nidva slave. Their hearts were into it. And that's what Hashem loved. The ikr was the malacha. And that's why, turning the page, balachein ksiv, vayar moshe vine asu Hashem, did the malacha with ultimate purity of, of spirit and, and kavana and intent. And what does Moshe, Moshe gives them a bracha, which we alluded to before, by Moshe, and Rashi quotes, with the work of your hands. Not just the goal, but the actual work. You know, that's the that's what Moshe saw. And we men who says Rav Bik, we men who nikach muser vahaskel laavodes alokedu b'olamazeh. We have to work and serve Hakadosh Baruch Hu in this world. Just focus on every day. Don't worry about the goals. Don't worry about finishing. Don't worry about avoda. Just focus on malacha. Shari olam hazeh hu asiba. 
The ikra taklis hi olam abba. That's true. The goal is olam abba. But focus on this world. Focus on the pruzdar. Focus on the getting there. Right? Not to get there. Right? Sometimes we take a trip. So there's, the trap, the, the traveling itself is not so, we could try to make it valuable. We could try to make, make the, use the time well on the trip. But inherently, it's just about getting there. It's not about going there. And in life, says Ravik, says the Chayimosha, we have to learn from the Mishkan that it's also about, it's also about going and not just about, about getting. So that's one message about Avoda and, uh, Malach. But we have another thought from the Torah Tamima, the Tosefes Bracha, Rav Baruch HaLevi Epstein, we quoted before his father, Darach HaShulchan, Rebichiel Michal Epstein, and now we have the son, the Tosefes Bracha, also author of the Torah Tamima, the Baruch Sha'amar, on, uh, on Siddur, Rav Baruch HaLevi Epstein, also the nephew of the Nitziv, says the Tosefes Bracha, same question. He quotes the Ramban who deals with it, but then he says his idea. Different idea than what we just said. Also focuses on the double lashon. Everything that we have to make in life, anything that we have to create, there are two results. Two things. Let's say somebody's uh, making a cake. Ha'achas, well, a cake, a house, whatever. Totsas gufadavar, ikarov yisodo. What is the basic structure? Basic structure. Let's take the cake thing. I make a cake. Okay, nice cake, uh, fluffy. Vashenis, but then there's the second part of the creation of anything. Shichlo vihidradavar, beautifying. Beautifying. I can make a cake, but if there's no icing and no sprinkles and no... And no colorful, you know, um, flavors on top. Then it's a cake, but it's not so beautiful. I'll, it, I'm sure it tastes fine, but it doesn't show that I really cherish this cake, right? I could, I could build anything, and I could do it in a basic way that it functions and it works, and it serves the purpose. But also, then I could basically do hidur mitzvah, hidur avoda. I beautify it. I, I add on the the um, accoutrements. Kemol l'moshal habone bias. Somebody builds a house. Mitchila mis askim beikar habinyan viyasoda. First, I, I I build the walls and the windows and the doors, and I, it's finished. Doesn't have carpeting yet. Doesn't have furniture. Doesn't have pictures. Doesn't have paint. But it's a house. It's a house. It's a functional house. Haksalim vatikros vachalonos varitzpa vachadome. Walls, ceiling, windows, floors. Viacharkach miyapimu meshachlolim. As called of our last moment. Then you, then you, then you add on all of the uh, extras. And that applies to a cake. That applies to a house. That applies. Let's think about anything. It applies. You could have a basic car without extra things. Not the extras. You have the basics and the extras. So he has a different idea. Avoda is the, are the basics. Avoda is the basics. Ikir avodas habinyan shebo yunachlashon avoda amalachi kari. That's the basic work, right? Over parshas like parshas brachas v'adam ayin la avodas ho adama. 
Avoda is the basis. So Yirmiya, Binachtav al Maso, Avoda. Vezem Musa al Ikra Avoda. Vachelak Hasheni Bimalacha, Tikun Shichlul Viyipui Nikra Asiya. Asiya. So he's not focusing on Avoda versus Malacha like the previous thought, but this is Avoda versus Asiya. Right, Kain Asu Bnei Yisrael. Shkimatzinu Paul's Emoral Tikuno Vishchlulo Shaladavar. Vayas Asiya, we find the Tanakh always meaning finishing touches, finishing touches. Kamosha Kasev Rashi, the beginning of my Sabrashis. Vayas Elokim Es Harakia. What is Vayas Elokim? Tikno Al Amdo Vihiasiyasa. It's the not the basic creation, but the continuation. Or Kiseitze by. That's the end of Rashi. It says in Shmuel. He wasn't Mahadi. He didn't fix it. He didn't, he didn't um, groom his mustache. <coughs> so again, uh, Avoda is basic work. Asiya is the extras. Says the Torah Tamima. Any basic uh, construction of any item. You want a house, you have to do that. That doesn't show you really love the house. The house is meaningful to you. You cherish. That's not, doesn't say that. You have to make the house. You have to bake a cake. You have to do it. You do the basics. But the added the icing, right? Even the phrase, the icing on the cake. The cherry on top. Right? What are those phrases? That means something extra. Something that really shows. It was a cherry on top. That's the asiya. That just depends on the person doing involved. Do they really are they really connected? Do they really want to put their all into it? It's a, if it's beloved to them, you beautify something that you're into, that you're that you're it's it's special. Again, a cooked item or anything. And if I'm not so into it, I'll do the basics. Do the basics. Die baker binyanu, right? karui asiya. So that's the two. So now, says the Torah Tamima, we get back to our Pasuk. What's the Pasuk telling me? What did B'nai Yisrael do? They didn't just do what they had to do. They did it in a beautified way. All the finishing touches. There's such beauty that is described in the Mishkan. Like Rashi quotes, Adam they didn't just do make the Mishkan into a basic house of God, but they wanted to show Hashem that they they wanted a Kaddish Baruch Hu here. It was it was precious to them, and therefore they they went extra. Whenever we want to show our love to anyone else, and we're creating something, you know, it's it's the shichlul. Right? What's the whole idea of wrapping something a present? Just give the present. What's the whole wrapping? That, that's that's the asiyah. That's the extra. You give something, okay, but why would it create the element of surprise? But if you wrap it, that shows that you know you want to give it. You want to. You want to. It was meaningful. It's important. It's not just something I have to do. Something I want to do, and that's what Bnei Yisrael had through the through the building of the 
of the Mishkan. So those are two ideas relating to Avoda, Melacha, and Asiya. Now let's get into a thought from Rav Hirsch. We haven't had Rav Hirsch in a long time. It's about time that we had one. The end of Perak Lamites, the last Pasuk. Right? We've spoken about the, the relationship between the two, but now let's just focus on Pasuk Mem Gimel. Pasuk Mem Gimel, and it's going to relate to something else um, at the end of the parsha as well. Moshe saw the whole malacha, and they did it, like Hashem told them to, they did it. And Moshe gave them a bracha, as Rashi quotes, Amar lahem, that the shechina should rest in your actions. Right, this is the mishkan. That's the goal. And this is one of the Yud Aleph Mizmorim, right? That Moshe Rabbeinu betfil the Moshe. Okay. Says Rav Hirsch, there's a secret in this pasuk. That's a secret for life. Maybe we could also appreciate this Rav Hirsch on an even deeper level, remembering when he wrote this. 1800s reform movement, rearing its horns. I think this this um, this thought also should be uh, seen in that context, but it can be seen in any context, because this Rav Hirsch is is definitional to our avoda in life. Says Rav Hirsch, what does this pasuk say? They did it like Hashem told them to do it. Says Rav Hirsch, there are two elements in the pasuk, two elements. Moshe looked over the comp- whole completed work, and remember, Rav Hirsch wrote his commentary in German, so this is translation in English or Hebrew, so I have the English at home. Moshe looked over the whole completed work, and lo, on the work, two things were imprinted. Number one is Asuosa. They had made it. In every part, in the smallest, in the greatest, the whole personality, the devotion the voluntary enthusiasm, the power of accomplishment of the nation was expressed. In every little detail of the Mishkan was embedded and infused the hearts of Am Yisrael. And they put everything into it. When Hashem saw the Mishkan in every board, in every curtain, in every hook, He saw the hearts of Am Yisrael. The imprint of B'nai Yisrael was there. Hashem recognized that and felt that. But all of that spiritual power and desire and, and, and chuka for dvekus was all captured within exactly what Hashem told them to do. And not more, not less. Secondly, kashat Hashem. It's asuosa kashat Hashem. This whole energetic zeal and enthusiasm had nevertheless, in part and in whole, restricted itself meticulously to the divine commands. There was so much personal creativity and, and, and rutzon in the building of the Mishkan, but it was exactly how Kaddish Baruch Hu told them. They did exactly. You could shake a lulav. We shake a lulav, it's exactly what we're supposed to do. Shem told us could shake a lulav. But the shaking of a lulav could be an alive shaking. It could be one that our whole hearts are into the shaking, or it could be one that we do, physical, robotic, without any feeling. 
So the Chiddush of the Mishkan was that it was exactly what HaKadosh Baruch Hu told them to do, and they didn't go overboard. Nowhere could be detected an effort by adding or leaving out to carry out any idea of improvement, to leave some impression of the artist's own personality on the work. But Israel didn't feel the need to, to add their own asiya, to borrow the previous thought. Each and every work when accepted as his highest aim, the careful and precise carrying out, not of his own ideas, but the ideas and thoughts which were embodied in the commands of God. And look at this, this Lashon. This free, joyful obedience, this freedom in obedience, in obedience in freedom, which fills one with the happy consciousness of one's own powers just by sinking one's own personality in complete subordination to God's will, is what forms the most essential sign that's an Eved Hashem. Right? We might have wanted to run onto Har Sinai because we felt so excited and spiritually uplifted. You know what Hashem says? That's not Judaism. That's not what I commanded. I need you to be so excited and I need you to be on fire and do exactly what I asked you to do. And those two things have to go together. And that refer says that's what happened. And that's what this Pasuk is telling us. Kasher Asu, Asu Kasher Tziva Hashem. That this might remain forever the character of Jewish life and actions. The Chulu, and he continues, and that's, Right, that's If you do exactly that, right, without violating Baltosif, Baltigra, doing exactly what a Kaddish Baruch Hu asked, so that is something that will bring Hashras Hashchina. We're going to talk more about that by the Shaman Shabbos afternoon. Those who are um, those who are here. Related to that, it's a separate thought, but related to that is a thought from the Eish Talmud on the end of the parsha, on the end of the parsha relating to B'nai Yisrael's input into the building of the Mishkan. The Pasuk says all the way at the end of the parsha. we're going to skip to there for a moment because that's what uh, related. The Anan covers the Oa Moed and the Kvod Hashem came down. Moshe, even Moshe, even Moshe could not come in because of the intensity of the cloud. Kishachan alav he'anon, because the cloud rested. Ukvod Hashem aleyaz mishkan. That's it. Moshe had to stay out. Right? Moshe stayed out. Because I'll say, how did how did Moshe? So how did Moshe communicate with Hakadosh Baruch Hu? So now we have to look at the next parsha, right? Beginning of Ayikra. right? Mo, Hashem spoke and Moshe heard from the outside, but Moshe did not go into the cloud. So it says the Eish Tamid, right? Quoting the Gemara Numa. That's interesting because you remember in our Sinai. Har Sinai, there was also a cloud. And Moshe went in. Moshe went into that cloud. And but Israel saw that and they, they believed. So look at the, the Gorn Yuma. Moshe couldn't go into the Moed because the cloud was there. And it says that Moshe went in by Har Sinai. Hashem grabbed him and brought it into the Anan. Brought him into the Anan. That's one shot. Or Hashem made him a path. Okay, however, whatever that machlokas is about, which we're not getting into now, but the, somehow Moshe got into the cloud at Harsinai. But he didn't get into the cloud at the Mishkan. 
The question is why? We would think that the, the, the Harsinai is the ultimate Hashuras Hashchina, and especially, right according to the Ramban, that Har, the Mishkan is just a, a, a Hemshech of Harsinai. Right? So Harsinai is the source, is the most intense, undiluted experience. So ask the Ishtamid, why by Harsinai did he get in and not by the Mishkan? By Harsinai, Hashem grabbed Moshe, so to speak, Kaviyachal, the Hevio Ba'anan, and brought him into the Anan, the Ilobe Mishkan, Hashem did not do that. By the Mishkan, Moshe couldn't come in. As if the Mishkan's cloud was more intense. More intense. So why is that? There was a greater Hashras Hashchina by the Mishkan. Why? Unbelievable. Look what the Ishtamid says. Because the Harsinai was all about God. And the Mishkan had our input. And when we team up with Hashem, that's the ultimate goal of life. And that brings Hashras Hashchina in the most intense way. The Mishkan was built with the hearts of the Jewish people. And there's nothing greater than that. There's nothing more pure than that. When all of Klai Yisrael combine to create a home for God, so that's, that's greater than Hashem just coming down by Himself. It's even higher. Moshe couldn't come in. Because the Anan came down. So there by Arsinai, obviously it was intense. Only Moshe got in. The Am, we didn't do anything by Arsinai. We came. We even came late. It was just Hashem. Wow. By the Mishkan, we, we helped create it. So high. That Moshe couldn't, couldn't bring. We've mentioned this idea before. And that's why Harsinai was not eternal and Harhamoria was eternal. Right, and there's other uh, messages regarding that, but that this matches. And that's continuing now on the next page. And that's what Moshe says. What was the bracha? Right, what's the Iker? The Iker reason Moshe Rabbeinu gave it the bracha? Because it was Ma'aseyadechem. It was your actions. It wasn't just Hashem's actions. That's the bracha. That's the, that's the, what makes it so special. And I see his slave, this, this capturing the hearts of, of Am Yisrael in the, in the Mishkan, that was, that was amazing. He could go in by Harsinai because it was great, but it was it was all from above, and here it was from it was from below. Here it was from below. Maybe just just to um, 
to mention, to mention, okay, we have to talk about, it's, it's Rosh Chodesh Adar tonight. I mean, it's the last night of, it's, it's Adar and Adar, but just to mention one connection about, about the, that, the, the Bnei Yisachar that we like to mention, the difference between the Grager and the Dreidel. Right? We're in between two poles. We're almost, we're almost at the time of the Grager. The Dreidel, Dreidel's handles on top, and the Grager's handles on the bottom. The Bnei Yisachar says, because Hanukkah started above, a Kaddish Baruch who came down and he tried to, he gave inspiration to the Makabim and to the Chashmonoim. And then they, they worked. By Purim, who started with us. Started with Mordechai and Esther, right? Rebbe Fatsala. Rebbe Fatsala will come after. Right? Mordechai had that confidence. But it starts from below, like the Grogger's handle is below. And that's what this is about. It's, it's our input. Our input brings the Hashras Hashchina, Kadesh Baruch who wants to partner with us in this um, in this endeavor, and that's what the Mishkan is, and that's what the Beis Hamikdash ultimately was as well. An amazing thought. Again, Rav Hirsch is the first. This, this, these two thoughts together. Rav Hirsch is our input, all within the confines of the Tzibu Yashem, not breaking through. And then this thought about also it's our input, our input making it even more intense than Hakadosh Baruch Hu's presence coming down. Okay, uh, a little short thought. Just gave you it's nice a little uh, short one, one liner from the Pardis Yosef, the Pardis Yosef, the Achronim from a recent uh, previous generation on this passage that we're talking about of Yiratzon Shetishra Shchina B'Masi Yadechem. So the Pardisiyosef just says the depth of that of that bracha, source eleven. V'raisi kilo dai bazeh shetishra hashchina b'tochayem hamukudashim. The goal of life is not just to bring hashras hashchina when we're in shul. When we're in shul, meila we're davening, we're learning hashras hashchina. Ki im gambi yemei avodu maisa. I want shchina b'masa yadechem during your work activities. Shechina, Moshe Rabbeinu gives him a bracha. You just built the Mishkan. Awesome. The bracha should be that the Shechina shouldn't only be here, it should be out there. It should be when you go to work. That's the stretch of the, of the bracha. The Akim is palam, we daven, vasiyenu, Hashem alokeinu, l'chayim ulashalom. Shalom yufsak rak, yofiyah aleinu, gam be'eshen elech l'chayim, chayi avodah. During our lives. That's the part. Mayofu pamayach b'na'alayim, that this we mentioned before. Right, how beautiful the Gemara Darshans when you, with the shoes, but not alayim bas nadiv. And the Gemara Darshans that pasik to be referring to the Ole Regalim. Ole Regalim, Chagiga Dav Gimel. And the Mefarshim asks, we take off our shoes when we go to the base of Migdash. Why Dafka when we're Ole Regal, does the pasik describe us as with shoes? And the answer is, the Paradis Yosef says here, others, because the point isn't the message, the inspiration that we get when we're at the base of Migdash, but it's what we take with us after the base of Medus experience, when we put our shoes back on, lo levad biyom hakipurim sha'asa benilas asandal rak be'eshe neilich bim na'alim b'yemeachol, and that's shchina b'masi yadechem be'es hamase. Just a quick thought from the Paradisios. Okay, two final thoughts on the last pasuk of the of the sefer. Two very powerful, very powerful thoughts. First one is this is. To file away if one ever has to speak at a simcha of any kind. This is the thought. This is a thought uh, that we have. It's from Rabbi Franz uh, Sefer of Vardan the Parsha, the name of uh, another Rav in, in Ner Yisrael. So the Pasuk says in the last Pasuk, Ki'anan Hashem al-Mishkan Yomam, 
the clouds on the Mishkan by day, and fire, right, it's the fire and the clouds in front of all Beis Yisrael. Uh, ask my friend, why does the phrase Beis Yisrael come up here? Beis Yisrael is not such a common way of describing Klai Yisrael. B'nai Yisrael is said over 400 times in the Torah. Beis Yisrael is less than 10. So why is the Lashon of Beis Yisrael used here at the end of the Sefer? So he notes that, before we answer, it's interesting to note that the first Pasuk in this Sefer also has the word bias in it. Back in the first Pasuk in Shmos, and we always know the first and last are bookends and connecting. These are the names of B'nai Yisrael. Ish Uveso Bo. A man and his house, they came. So why is it Sefer Shmos starts with a bias and ends with a bias? What's the connection? So Rebbe Friend explains that Sefer Bracious is the creation of a family. And Sefer Shmos, as we know, is the creation of a nation. A family is made up of individuals. And there has to be perfection in individuals to be able to build the family. A nation is made up of families. And there has to be completion and perfection and, and um, solid footing of the families in order to create the nation. And that's why the Sefer about nation building starts with bias and ends with bias, bias meaning the family. If Sefer Bracious is the book of the Genesis of the world, Sefer Shmos is the book of the Genesis of the Jewish people. In Sefer Shmos, we become a nation. A nation, or at least the Jewish nation, is composed of families. It is the bias, the household, that makes us into a nation. He says, especially at a time like this, where the concept of a family is, is uh, being destroyed, and the dissolution of uh, the definition of a family, then he even says... Obviously, when, we, when the, the Karman Pesach has a lot to do with family, when we first became a nation. But he quotes from Rav Hirsch. Rav Hirsch notes that we know there's a mitzvah of Shana Rishona. It's a mitzvah for the Chassan and Kala to be together the first year. And that halacha applies even if there is uh, something that the Tzibur needs. There's a battle. There's a, a Tzorach Tzibur. The Chassan still stays home. And the question answer first is, we know the rule usually is in Gemara that Sorech Rabim overrides Sorech Yachid. There's a public need and a private need. The public need comes first and overrides. And I have to stop doing my personal in order to help out the Tzivor. So why here does the Chazan get to stay home? His own personal you know, uh, need to stay with his wife, with his new wife, right? Why does that beat out Sorech Rabim? So he explains, Rav says, that it's a Sorech Rabim for this family to get off on the right foot. It's a tzorach rabim for this foundation of this family to be strong because families make up nations. And we need strong families to be able to make up the nation. When a chassan and kala spend time building and cementing a relationship, they are actually fulfilling a mitzvah to rabim because each home contributes to the foundation of the Jewish nation. Building their home is a communal obligation. Because we can only thrive as a nation if we have strong families. So at the beginning and at the end 
of the Sefer of Binyan B'nai Yisrael, we focus on Beis Yisrael. Because call bias by bias, call bias ne'eman be Yisrael. Right? Why do we even give that bracha at a wedding? They should be zochah to build a bias ne'eman be Yisrael. Why do we say be Yisrael? Right? Because we're saying this bias makes up Yisrael. He doesn't say that. I'm adding that. Bias ne'eman be Yisrael. But that's, that's the bracha that we give to a chasenen, to a chasenen kawa. So again, this is very usable to describe any family. They are they are creating and they are a strong family, which is a major part of Klal Yisrael. And um, they're instilling that in whatever, chasen, kala, bar mitzvah, bris, v'chulu, fill in the, fill in the blank. But again, this is, this is uh, bias, beginning, end, and um, the makeup of a nation. One final thought. One final thought on a word in the last Pasuk in the Parsha. Right, the Anan and the Aish are going to be there. As I just translated it, what should the Pasuk say? The Anan, Al-Mishkan Yomam, the Aish, Tihia, Lailabo, Tihia is Lashen Asid. Tihia, it will be. Doesn't it say? It was. The Aish, Haya, Haisa. So they asked the Zayim Torah, what's Tihia Lashen Asid? What's the Lashen Asid? Eina Muvana. It might be that Hashem is saying this passage during the day. Tonight there will be fire. Okay, that's one way. The Anan is on the Yomah. The Eish, and tonight there'll be fire. Or, says Rav Saratskin, Maybe it's a Remez to the Laila. We just fought, Kaddish Baruch finally had Asherah Sashchina. But as the Torah writes this, we know there's going to be a time that there's not going to be Asherah Sashchina that the Shekhinah is going to go back up to Shemayim. And we're going to be sent into Gullus. And it's going to be night. And it's going to be Lila for thousands of years. So this is a remez. That Eish Tihiyah Lila Bo. There will be a fire that will come down. There will be a fire that will come down to shine throughout the night and take away the night. Shebelayla bismana Gullus Aleinu Lichyos Be'emuna We need to live with the Emuna She'eish Tihiyah Bo. There will be a fire. Shebizmana Gu'ula Ha'achron at the time of the future redemption. Yorid Lanu Hashem and Hashemayim Mikdash Banuim Meshuchlal Shalesh. Right? That's the Machlokas we've shown him. Whether basically this is going to come down from Shemayim, whether we're going to build it. He quotes the Rashi in Sukkah. The Chaynomar Ani Eyala No Mashem Chomas Eish Bimheira Viyamenu. But that's how the Sefer ends. As a remez, says Rav Sarutskin, to the time when we maybe don't have the Beis Hamikdash anymore. We don't have the Hashras Hashchina, which we were zochet to at the end of Pekude, but um, Hashem promises us. There will be fire, there will be a time when it will come down. The Eish Tamid, Tukar Al-Mazbech, Lo Sichbeh, right? Also there, Lo Sichbeh. Lo Sichbeh means you shall not put it out, or it will not be put out. There will come a time where the fire will be down. It will not be put out. And that is what we daven for, that the Hashras HaShchina comes back uh, in full with not only the Mishkan, but the Beis HaMikdash, the Meher of Yamin.